How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer. And today we're going to be talking about the five tools that I use to beat anxiety, worry, overwhelm, and stress. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. It's going to be an absolute game changer. Now, let's go on with the show. All right. Let's talk anxiety, worry, overwhelm, stress. Uh, They're all kind of used synonymously these days, but they're not actually all the same thing, right? So stress has a really negative connotation. Um, But one of my favorite things, before we actually dig into this, I want everybody to check out uh, at the end of this podcast, go ahead and Google Dr. Kelly McGonigal TEDx talk. Now, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version, the Spark Notes version of Dr. Kelly McGonigal's TED talk, uh, but you want to check out the full thing. Now, Dr. Kelly McGonigal is a professor at Stanford who's studied uh, stress for decades, and she, uh, you know, she, if you've ever heard the idea of stress kills or stress is bad for you, she was one of the biggest proponents of that for a long time uh, until about 2015 when she came out. Uh, with her TED talk and said, I was wrong. And what she found out was there was a study that was done of over 60,000 individuals where they asked these 60,000 individuals, uh, if number one, if they lived a high stress lifestyle. And then number two, if they believed that stress was bad for them. And then number three, they tracked everybody over the course of eight years and they tracked who died and who didn't. <laughs> and what they found was pretty amazing. You were more likely, over 40% more likely to die if you lived a high-stress lifestyle. If and only if you believed that stress was bad for you. If you, in fact, believed that stress was good for you and that it helped you grow and it helped you progress, you were actually 9% less likely to die. So the truth is, stress does not kill you. The belief that stress is bad for you is what kills you. The worry that stress is bad for you is what kills you. The anxiety that stress is bad for you is actually what kills you. Stress itself does not actually kill you. Stress actually grows you. If you think about it, if you think logically, it makes sense. If you think about growing a muscle, you have to go to the gym and you have to stress the muscle. You have to put tension on the muscle. If you want to grow your biceps, you have to do bicep curls with weight on them and you have to do it over time and you have to put more weight on it. And that's what grows your biceps. Well, it's the same thing mentally, emotionally, physically, physiologically, energetically. You have to stress the the brain, the physiology. You have to stretch yourself in order to grow. It doesn't actually kill you. So as long as you realize that it is actually good for you, that's where you're going to go. So overwhelm and anxiety 
is not necessarily the same, right? Anxiety, overwhelm, worry. Now, there was a study that was done at Yale, and they found that ninety over 90% of your thoughts are repeated day after day. Over 90% of your daily thoughts, the, the something like 60,000 thoughts that go through your head every single day, 90% of them are repeated from the, from the day prior. And a high majority of those thoughts are what we consider worries. Have you ever noticed that? That you have the same worry today that you did yesterday or the same worry today that you did earlier today even, right? You have the same worry this afternoon that you did this morning, right? So a high majority of these repeat thoughts are actually worries. Now, what they found was of these worries, of all of these worries that we have, 85% of our worries never actually happen. 85% of our worries never actually happen. Oh, Xander, but what about the 15% that do? That makes it worth it. Well, what they found was of the 15% of our worries that do actually happen, they found that 80% of those 15% are actually not that bad or they're even necessary and needed for them to progress for whatever goals or whatever they were focusing on. So in total, what they found is 97% of your worries are completely pointless and baseless and unnecessary. 97% of the worries that we repeat in our head over and over again, every single day, over and over again, are completely unnecessary. So what I want to teach you, I want to teach you not necessarily how to get rid of stress, because stress helps you grow, but how to get rid of overwhelm, worry, and anxiety. And the way that I explain it is think of a cup like a, just a regular drinking cup. And in this cup, every day, every, every week, every hour, we have our stressors from the world being poured into this cup, whether they're stressors from work, whether they're stressors and emotional load from our relationships, uh, from our physical health, with, you know, the stuff that we eat, whether or not we're getting sleep, um, um, you know, stuff going on in our personal lives. All of this goes into this strange, stre same stress and emotion cup. And when that emotion cup is brimming, you put one drop on top and the whole thing overflows. So what I want to teach you is I want to teach you some tools to help you grow your cup so this cup can handle more that you can pour into it and also learn how to empty the cup on a regular basis so that as the cup fills, you're going to empty it out. Now, the reason I explain this to people is, you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and when somebody wants to, to start or launch or grow a business, do you think they're going to have less demand on their life than before or more. They're going to have more. They're going to have more demand. They're going to have more stressors on their life if they're trying to launch a business, right? Because that's what happens. You, you ha you're putting more stress on yourself to be creative and a problem solver and figure out things that you haven't solved before. So you're going to be pushing yourself. You're going to be stretching yourself. You're going to be growing yourself. So of course you're going to have more stressors. That cup is going to fill up faster than before. So if I can help entrepreneurs, my goal as an entrepreneur is not to, to, to help them to help get rid of their stress. My goal is to help them be able to handle stress better so that they can handle more and continue to grow and get better because that's what it takes. If you want to have more, you have to become more, just like Jim Rohn always says, right? So if you want to have more, you have to become more. So five tools, five tools that I use to be anxiety and worry that I teach my clients all the time. Now, the first one is the absolute basics, and this is something that everybody needs to do if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, frankly, just as a person in general, and I'm amazed uh, how many people just don't follow these basic things? And they're, they're you know, the big ones. They're sleep, nutrition, movement, and hydration, right? Sleep, nutrition, movement, and hydration. Now, there's so much science behind getting quality sleep and how much that affects your, your ability to function cognitively, your nutrition, what you eat and how you eat. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly what to eat and how to eat. 
right? But for everybody, I found that it's different for a lot of different people, whether you're carnivore, whether you're plant-based, whether you're keto, whether you're paleo, I don't really care. But you need to eat clean. You need to eat healthy. Eating crappy processed foods does not get you there. Um, you know, we've seen, we've had clients of ours, just as soon as they get off processed sugar, their hormonal levels start to balance and they start to have less stress and less anxiety uh, very, very quickly just by eating properly and hydration, right? You, did you know that you can suffer from brain fog and it really sets in even if you're just 5% dehydrated, right? And I go back to sleep. I started to, to really focus on my sleep ever since I got that fancy aura ring. And it started to tell me how much different things affected my sleep. So, you know, some of the things that have been the most powerful for me is number one, making sure that I, I have a shutdown period and I'm uh, wearing blue light blockers at least an hour to an hour and a half before bed. I'm not trying to do any critical thinking. I'm not trying to do any problem solving. I'm wearing blue light blockers. So I'm not staring at screens an hour and a half before bed. And that's been one of the biggest significant things that's helped me with my sleep. So things like that making sure you're getting proper sleep, making sure you're eating properly, making sure that you're working out. So again, I don't care what type of working out you're doing. If you're, if you're a weightlifter, if you're a Pilates lover, if you're a, you're a yoga lover, uh, if you just love going on walks, I love going on walks. If you love to play sports, whatever it is, moving your body, keeping your lymphatic system moving so it's flushing out toxins, keeping your body running properly is so incredibly important. And then a couple things to just kind of add on to that. Uh, the use of caffeine and alcohol. Um, you know, most people that I've found, they, they use caffeine to stay up during the day and they use alcohol to, to, uh, um, numb themselves down at night. And people think that alcohol at night helps them get to sleep. But the reality is, and again, my aura ring proved this, that your body is actually, you know, alcohol is a toxin and your body is actually fighting, uh, on, on, uh, overtime during the night while you're sleeping to cleanse yourself of that alcohol. So your sleep quality goes down significantly if you are drinking alcohol before going bed and also caffeine during the day throws off all of your systems and all of your sensors. So what I found is if I'm getting proper sleep, uh, I, number one, I actually don't need caffeine during the day. I actually, uh, I have a rule that I don't drink coffee unless I'm on vacation. Now I love a good espresso, but I don't drink coffee unless I'm on vacation. I don't drink coffee to stimulate myself to, uh, to, to get to work or anything like that. And I found that if I get uh, enough good sleep, I never need coffee. It's pretty crazy. I might have a little bit of green tea here and there, but uh, I never actually need coffee. And then to the same side of that is uh, if I'm not drinking a ton of caffeine, then I don't need alcohol at the end of the day to numb myself down and calm my nervous system so that I can finally get to sleep. So, you know, it's this vicious cycle that most people have where they have to consume caffeine in the mornings to get themselves going and alcohol at night to, to, to rile it down and get to bed at night. But the reality is it's actually not helping them on either side. So that's number one, get the basics down, get your sleep down, your nutrition down, working out down, hydration down. Now, I'm not going to pretend to be the expert in this area, but there are plenty of experts uh, that can help you in this area. So give it a good, give it a quick little Google search. A good buddy of mine, Ari Witten, uh, he's got a great, uh, a great book on, on the energy blueprint. You may want to check him out and Google him. Um, so that brings us to number two, meditation. So if you're not meditating, I don't know where you've been. If you've just been sleeping in a log or a cave for the last couple of decades, Meditation has been scientifically proven to help in every area of your life. It'll help you sleep. It'll help you communicate better. It'll help you with your stress and anxiety and overwhelm levels. Uh, it, it'll scientifically proven it increases a lot of the hormones that make you look and feel younger. So it'll actually make you sexier and help you with your sex life if you have if you're meditating. Now I uh, I'm a big fan of getting 
uh, meditation teacher. A lot of people have started to get into meditation using things like the Calm app and the Headspace app, and I think that's a great start, but I think uh, a lot of people really need to just make the jump to getting a meditation teacher that can really help you. It's that important. Now, I have a meditation teacher. Uh, I, I specifically do several different types of meditation, but one of the most important in my repertoire is uh, Vedic meditation every single day. It's 20 minutes, uh, at least once a day, most most times twice a day. It's, it's similar to transcendental meditation. It's like industrial strength stress relief. So if anybody's looking for help there, uh, you can check out my meditation teacher at the1percentproject.com. That's the, and then the number one percentproject.com. His name is Andrew Barrett. Uh, he's a phenomenal meditation teacher. Check him out. Um, but great guy. And I've been working with him for over five years now to keep my head straight as I built a continuously growing, uh, coaching business and that, you know, continues to grow at 70, 80% year over year with all the stresses that come along with that. So meditation is such an important aspect of maintaining your, uh, your stress levels and anxiety levels. So what I found is that meditation, right? Meditation is like, uh, industrial strength stress release. If we take that stress cup, every time I meditate, it's like emptying the cup. And the more consistently I meditate over time, it's like growing the cup little by little so that I can handle more stress as that continues to grow little by little. Now brings me to number three, cold therapy, cold therapy. Now I have a cold plunge in my backyard, but you can just as easily do cold showers. And my cold plunge, I go into every single morning and sometimes at night as well before I go to sleep. So my cold, so cold therapy can actually help you get to sleep. What it does before, what it does in the morning is when you jump in in the morning, uh, every time, by the way, every time you jump into a cold plunge, or you take a cold shower, cold, cold is the one thing that makes your body respond the exact same way every single time. It's like jumping out of an airplane the first time, but the second time you jump out of an airplane, the hormonal levels are not the same. But every time you go into cold, I, I've been jumping in my cold plunge for over a year and a half now, and every time I jump in, it's still fucking cold. It still rocks my shit. So every morning when I jump in, your body goes into fight or flight mode, true fight or flight mode. Now, most anxiety and overwhelm is our brain going, our brain and our physiological body going into fight or flight mode. Even though you're not about to be attacked by a saber-toothed tiger, our body thinks we're about to die. So you start to get sweaty, your heartbeat races, your, your mind races, and, and, and your body stops focusing on its immune systems, it stops focusing on its regular function, digestion, things like that, because it thinks it's about to die. That's what an anxiety attack is, or that's what overwhelm is. Your body literally thinks you're about to die. Well, when you throw yourself into cold water every day, your body starts to realize real quickly what, what real fight or flight is, right? If you throw yourself into 38 degree water, your body knows what it truly means to be in fight or flight mode so that later on in the day when, you know, something breaks or somebody has a difficult conversation with you, you're like, okay, this isn't that bad, right? I just survived three minutes in freezing cold water where that actually is fight or flight mode, right? Uh, so I think I can handle a little bit of a tough conversation. And then at night, what happens is if you is if you do uh, a cold plunge or a cold shower at night, what happens is it peaks all of your hormones, your dopamine, your norepinephrine jumps, you know, 400, 500%. And then because you have nothing to do, it just empties immediately and collapses. And so you end up getting the best night's sleep of your entire life. So cold therapy can not only help you be more calm and relaxed throughout the day, it can actually help you get phenomenal sleep at night. Brings us to number four, breath work. Breath work, breath work, breath work. Now I, had a, I have a close buddy of mine, <coughs> um, Joshua Church, who does uh, a lot of cold therapy and breath work. Um, and a, a lot of the studies that we're finding right now, so many studies that we're finding right now is showing so much of a connection between our nervous system 
the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight nervous system, and the rest and digest nervous system, and how we breathe. Our, our breath is the switch between the two. So breathing a certain way can help you get a better workout by turning on the fight or flight. And breathing another way can help you calm the nervous system and put it into that, uh, that rest and digest mode so that you can handle a lot more of the stressors of daily life without that stress cup overflowing. So breath work is like an instantaneous way to help you empty the cup where cold therapy will help you grow the cup. So you can look up Wim Hof, Breathe Degrees is a good buddy of mine, um, Tyler Forbes, uh, Edge Theory is another one, Joshua Church, uh, Pause Breathwork with Samantha Skelly. She's a great friend of mine as well. Check out any of those. Find the breathwork that works right for you because there's no one size fits all here. But what we found is knowing proper breathwork te techniques, you know, you can find an instant relaxation state in a matter of five minutes if you know how to do some basic breathwork. You can go from completely overwhelmed and an anxious mess to completely calm and relaxed in less than five minutes. Now, when you really start to learn how to do proper breath work, you can take it on a journey and you can have some crazy wild experiences like you just took ayahuasca as well. Now, that's when we get, you know, we get to having some real fun there. But breath work, learning the breath, you know, it's, it's the only thing that comes into you when you come into this world and it's the only thing you take with you when you leave is that breath, right? And most of us have never been taught how to breathe. Monks, little baby monks, when they're, you know, four or five years old, this is one of the first things they're taught is how to breathe. And that's what keeps them centered in life. And moving through life properly. And we're just never taught that shit. So learning breath work from the right source. And then number five, action, getting into action, get moving. One of the things, one of the things that I've noticed for most people is a lot of people suffer who suffer from anxiety and worry and overwhelm. It's because they're overthinkers. They're overthinkers. They focus too much on thinking about things and a lot less about doing things. Now, we talked earlier about the 60,000 thoughts that go through our brain every single day and the, the over 90% of them that are worries. So if we focus on thinking and then thinking about our thinking, we're just going to get more worried and more anxious. The truth is action beats anxiety every day of the week. One of my good friends and mentors, Craig Valentine, taught me this when I first started as an entrepreneur, and I can't tell you how true this is. You don't have time to be afraid or nervous or anxious if you're taking a bunch of action. If you're just moving, it can actually beat anxiety. And also, a lot of the times, our big worries, our big anxieties, the big things that we're afraid of, the fastest way to prove to yourself that they are not going to happen is just to go do the opposite, right? Go do the thing that you're afraid of. It's like you were, you were 10 years old. It's like you were a 10-year-old kid and you, you walked up to the top of the high dive, right? And you're at the top of the high dive and you have all this anxiety and all this fear around jumping off the high dive because in your head, you have this worry that you're going to jump off and you're going to break your leg or, or, or you're, you're going to hit bad and, you're, and whatever's going to happen, you're going to break a rib and then you're going to drown because everybody's, everybody's going to be pointing and laughing at you and nobody's going to come in and save you, right? So, so you have this worry that's going on in your head. But when you're at the top of, when you're 10 years old and you're at the top of the hive dive, do you climb down the high dive and go, dad, I need to go to therapy to, to fix my anxiety about jumping off the high dive? No. What do you do? You jump. You jump off the goddamn high dive. You get moving, you get into action and you jump off the high dive. You do the thing that scares you. And as you do the thing that scares you, the whole time you're freaking out, you're freaking out and then boom, you hit the water and you realize, oh my God, I'm totally fine. And then you come out of the water and how do you feel? Exhilarated. You feel a rush of dopamine. You feel a rush of, of norepinephrine, the, the liquid motivation, the liquid courage. Motivation does not come before taking action. Motivation comes from taking a courageous action. 
and you get out of that pool and you're like, oh my God. And what do you do? You climb right back up to the top of the high dive because it was so much fun and you go and do it again. Because action proved to you that the thing that you were worrying about was not necessarily worth worrying. Now, in the end, anxiety is often a product of worry. And as humans, we are the only being on the planet can, that can truly worry about our future uh, to the point that we can create a future in our head that's so real, it's debilitating. But if you use these tools, you'll see how you can actually turn these situations, these fears, these worries into fuel. You can overcome them. You can courageously move forward. And rather than thinking that stress is going to kill you, realize that stress is just going to grow you. And that's going to change your world and change your future. Now, that's all I have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure that you implement what you've learned here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com. That's S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, the book available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.